Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. My name is Tom Childs, filling in for Brad Simcox tonight because he's got an ear infection. Um, so missing the biggest show we've probably ever recorded, I'd say it's safe to say. But instead of Brad joining me tonight is our very own Manchester Titan, Dave Barnett. How are you doing, Dave? I'm alright, mate. I'm getting old. You I'm are. old. Are tomorrow. You've you got some news, haven't you? What's, what's happening tomorrow? I turned 30 years old. So, I'll leave my 20s forever. So you've decided to spend your last few hours of being in your 20s by talking to me via laptop. Yeah, it's a sad existence, isn't it? Yeah. Welcome to 30s, mate. It all goes downhill from, from here. I mean, yeah, I just... There's not really much to look forward to, is there now? Death, no. I guess. Yeah, death it is. I, I, I don't mind being in my 30s. Like, I turned 30 just nine ten months ago mm. and to be honest it didn't really bother me i'm not gonna lie i didn't embrace it but it didn't annoy me but i know that you're the type of person that it is going to annoy yeah and but the you're... thing is you've been an old man for years <laughs> at heart regardless yeah. of the actual age so this is probably why you 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 grew to accept the fact that you were going to be 30 probably about five years ago whereas i would still like to be like 25 that'd be nice is that your ideal age? Is it twenty five? It's a good age, isn't it? It's yeah, like it, you're not having to seriously worry about stuff, but you mm-hmm. people look at you like an adult, so it's like yeah. it's nice. It's a nice, nice starting point. Yeah, you don't look like the twat in the bar, do you? Like when you no. see like eighteen, nineteen year olds, you think, oh, <laughs> oh look at them boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be one of them. No, but, no, no. But, but I yeah. suppose in a couple of years, you can go enjoy Brad down in the Con Club and the British Legion and stuff like that, because I'm sure that's where he. Oh God, I wouldn't be surprised, would it? He's, he's, he's probably got a local pub, Annie, that he goes to. It's yeah. around the corner. Where he's just like, you know what, love? You deal with the kids for a bit. I'm just going to go down, around the corner for a pint. Yeah, and I bet he's got his own seat and glass. Yeah, day. yeah, definitely, yeah. And I bet he says the usual as well. Oh, yeah, straight in. It's just he doesn't, he doesn't even have to say anything. As soon as he walks in, they start pouring it. It'll be one of oh. those. <laughs> oh, God, and that's him now for the next 30, 40 years. For the rest of his life, yeah. Oh wow! Oh well. Well, you've got that to look forward to. So, anyways, welcome, welcome to your thirties, Dave. Um, let's yeah. hope that let's hope the Chiefs give you the best possible birthday present this weekend by beating the Colts. Um, before we get into that matchup, do you know what I did this this morning? I probably stayed at home because you don't do any work anymore. No, not too much. I basically work part time these days, which kind of helps me out with this kind of thing. But this morning, I decided to watch a rerun of a certain playoff game from two thousand and fourteen. Not that one. That one, yes. Why? Why would because, you torture yourself like that? Because I want this weekend to be that much sweeter when we win. Because I'm going to say this right now, and we're going to, this is going to be the first thing we talk about. I don't believe in curses. 
Yeah, but that's like breaking your hand before a boxing match and going, oh, I want this victory to be so much sweeter. Like, you're putting yourself through the pain first. I, I, I don't understand it. Well, the way I see it is that right now I'm on a bit of a low. I'm still kind of angry about Junior Hemingway not setting that block for Dwayne Bowe when he was in on goal and obviously we got stopped at the one yard line because he refused to set a block which was ultimately the difference and I'm still kind of pissed at Dwayne Bowe for not getting his feet inbound. The fact that you, I, I had completely forgotten about that um, which just makes me more upset now because you reminded me of things I didn't, I'd, you know, I'd sort of pushed into the deep dark depths of my memory. Yeah but see I'm now using this as fuel for my happiness on Saturday. So when the Chiefs do eventually beat the Colts on Saturday night and lay to rest all of those demons and all those ghosts from the past, that I will be even happier because I know that the pain is just so recent because I watched it this morning. All I've got to say is, if we lose, are you going to fall into like a deep, deep, like dark depression spiral and we'll never hear from you ever again? Or um, I know that's what you would like for me to do, but... Um, you're probably how can you yeah, suggest such a thing? Probably, I, I don't think I'm emotionally ready for the Chiefs to lose this game on Saturday, which is crazy because going back to the start of the season, my expectations for the season were relatively low. Yeah, um, yeah. I was expecting us to be on the cusp of a wild card spot, may, um, maybe just missing out, um, maybe going out in the first round of the wild card uh, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't really expecting much. But now with us sitting at the number one seed and with such an opportunity, we are the fact we are two home wins away from the Super Bowl. Just two home wins. We don't have to go on the road again. We are two home wins away from the Super Bowl. And I think if we were to lose on Saturday, unfortunately, as fun as this season has been and as much of a revelation that Pat Mahomes has been, I do think this season will go down as a disappointment. Um, I don't know. Like, I this has been fun. I think we're ahead of the curve, yeah, regardless I, I, of what happens on Sunday. I think I'm not going to say everyone thought it was going to be a rebuilding year because I think rebuilding is probably too strong a term. But I think everyone thought maybe we might take a step back and we might not win the division because obviously a lot of people predicted to the, the Chargers to be good. I know we were a bit worried about the Chargers and those predictions are proven to be right but yeah it's just the fact that we've been better than we thought going into the season despite how terrible our defence has been and I, I get think... that I get that the fact that we have been playing with house money and I mm. do I do understand that but now we have this opportunity in front of us with the AFC looking as poor as it is like I know there's mm-hmm. four good teams left but in general the AFC has been pretty terrible this year uh, the Patriots don't look like the Patriots and I have every belief that if we get through Saturday and it is the Patriots coming to Arrowhead next Sunday we would win that game and I just don't see this type of opportunity and this form of Pat Mahomes playing this well happening again so soon after this season I think if the Chiefs managed to lose on Saturday it's going to hurt and all of these demons and all this talk of curse, although I don't believe in it, will come back and it will have an effect on this team if they can't get over the hump yet again at home in the playoffs. I just The way I look at it is like, if you said to me this year they would make the playoffs, not just only make the playoffs, but then be the number one seed, despite how bad our defence has been, I would have mm-hmm. laughed in your face. Like, yeah, true. I think everyone thought the defence was going to be not good this year but better I guess mm-hmm. 
after a pretty defensively focused draft, you have to say. Um, so the fact that the defense has taken a step back and the Chiefs have actually got better, um, yeah, I think you just kind of have to take a step back and look at it on the whole and think, regardless of the result on Sunday, it's not necessarily the worst thing. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, you'd like, you you obviously want the Chiefs to win. That's a given. But I certainly think that I don't think the season can be regarded as a a, a failure if we don't win. Okay. Well, let's move on from this because this isn't the way that I wanted to start the podcast. Sorry I didn't for want, bringing I, you down. I, no, I've, yeah, I've just got thirties on my mind. I've, I've you know I'm just feeling like I need to need put all my sadness elsewhere. Okay, well, we're meant to be enjoying the last few hours of your 20s. We're meant to be having a party. If we, were, if I was there with you, we would have a cake. We would have some jelly and ice cream. You know, we could have a really immature... I'm turning 30, Sam. I'm not... Uh, Sam? Tom? I'm... <laughs> See, Sam? You're, you're already losing your marbles. <laughs> you know? Dementia's setting already. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, uh, God. I never. Well, let's talk about the Colts, because the Colts played the Texans on Saturday night. And the Colts season is very reminiscent of our season from 2015. In fact, we went 1-5, and five, the Colts went 1-5, and five, the Colts then went on a, a streak and made the playoffs, and then they went into Houston and beat the Texans quite comfortably in the wildcard round, like mm. we did quite comfortably. Yeah. Then, obviously, the way that the, the our season ended that year was by going to the number one seed in the New England Patriots and getting beaten. Mm. The Colts, let's hope that they face the same kind of end that we did in 2015. What impressed you about the Colts on Saturday night? Um, honestly, I was. I, I know their offense has been pretty good, and I know look, looks like pre injury look, but I think the thing that impressed me most was um, their defense. Mm-hmm. I, you know, um, it's not really been talked about a lot this year just because I think luck's been the big story coming out of um, Indianapolis because um, obviously there was talk that he might never be, you know might never play again yeah. as as recent as 12 months ago so it's, for him to have the turnaround that he's had he, obviously it's going to be a major talking point for a lot of teams and especially when he's nailed on to win comeback player of the year as well yeah especially you know it's a QB driven league as well so obviously the QB is going to be the focal point but um, they shut down that Texans offense I, you know and like obviously I don't think the, the, the Texans offense is the strong point of that team but still how convincingly they sort of just came out and put pressure constantly put pressure on Sean Watson and they just basically that they the thing with the Colts is they play a lot of zone and they basically just dared uh to Sean Watson to beat them and mm-hmm. he couldn't no. um and I genuinely didn't think their defense was good enough to really do something like that I think it was part and parcel of a bit of both, six of one. Um, I thought the Colts were impressive. They looked fast mm. on defense. They looked like they were ready to attack the ball and gang tackle whenever required. Yeah. Um, it looked like they had a plan for DeAndre Hopkins, injured or not. Um, but on the other side of it, I think Deshaun Watson was particularly poor 
on set. Yeah, but I think part of that was due to the pressure they, they generated on him. Mm. I think they constantly threw blitzes at him and didn't let him get comfortable and sort of had took him off his rhythm. I certainly don't think he had a good game, but I say we've, we've seen Mahomes also get rattled. He's, you know, a little bit at times with teams blitzing um, and trying to confuse them uh, pre-snap. Uh, it's going to happen with young quarterbacks, I think. And yeah, I just think they they look like a really well drilled team, mm-hmm. a really well organized team, a well coached team, and you know that that can count for a lot because I think that's mostly something you would say about the Chiefs while Andy Reid's been here is that the Chiefs are usually a well coached team, and a lot of the successful teams look at you know look at the Patriots. Um, and it, a look at a team like the Eagles this year. You know, the starting QB goes down, Nick Foles takes over, and it's just, you know, they've had their secondary decimated, and again, but a, a really well-coached team and just seem to be, be able to grind out results, and that that seems to be the same with this Colts team. Um, and I have to say, I was really impressed with Darius uh, Leonard. Mm-hmm. That, all, their, all rookie. Yeah, their rookie linebacker. He, he can move. Uh, he he gets everywhere. He's you know sideline to sideline, fast, massive long arms, and I say just tackles everything. So um, yeah, he's going to be a tough guy to to deal with on uh, Saturday as well. There's already been a lot of talk this week about the Colts' defense and the base defense they run or run throughout the season being a cover two. Yeah, um, something that Seth Kaiser the from the athletic obviously a friend of the show he's pointed out that the Chiefs do tend to feast on yeah. cover two and have done this season in particular if you go back and watch the Pittsburgh Steelers game from week two mm-hmm. um, a team that predominantly played cover two for the first three quarters and just got tore apart I say, and, and some- that that's the ironic thing I think it's because previously with Alex Smith that was basically the Chiefs killer was mm-hmm. that cover two yeah, defence because he couldn't, because he couldn't attack that in the middle, mm. in intermediate, mm-hmm. those intermediate zones in the in the middle of the field. That's where he struggled to get it in. Yeah. But with Mahomes, with his arm strength and with his, you know, his willingness to throw into tighter windows, um, yeah, it, it's a tough ask to to play a straight zone defense against Mahomes and expect to to come out mm-hmm. um, on the right side of that. So. Yeah, I, I'm expecting a shootout because I don't think our defense is going to be able to stop the Colts' offense either. Okay, let's let's move across to that side of the ball because mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think the Chiefs are going to have their way with the Colts' defense. Um, even if they were trying to change their strategy for this game, I don't think five days is long enough to do it. Um, if they've played zone that much, if they're going to try and go to a more of a man a blitz scheme or zone blitz scheme then I think they're going to struggle to change this later on so mm-hmm. um, the Chiefs def- or Chiefs offense will have their way um, don't be surprised to see Mahomes put up 300 yards don't be surprised to see Damian Williams have a good good game out the backfield as well Travis Kelsey especially he's going to have a monster game because we all know how bad the Colts are against tight ends they're yeah, historically uh, bad uh, yeah they don't have anyone that can cover Kelsey I don't think um so yeah that'll be interesting to see how they try and deal with him I would expect to see 
because what this I saw them do a lot on against the Texans at the weekend was um, almost running that Tampa two where mm. Leonard drops reasonably deep to cover that middle of the field um, to try and sort of force you to sort of drop it over the top of him to fit it into a small window so yeah I'd expect to see more of that Tampa 2 look from them as well to try and take away Kelsey a little bit up the seam but we know that Mahomes will attack that we've just yeah yeah about for his sure very, his very first completion in the NFL was this type of throw to Demetrius Harris yeah um, the type of throw that Alex Smith wouldn't make so Mahomes if he he will take what the defense gives him and if they're going to give him the intermediate routes he's going to Roots. I can't believe I said routes. That's part of my one. My one Americanism. Yes, yeah, <laughs> is to say roots, not routes. I apologise. Um, where was I? I've I've lost my trail of thoughts now. How? That's your old age, isn't it, mate? That's what yeah, it is. How unbelievable is that? Not very. Um, where was I? We were talking. You're basically about saying about. I think you're about to go into how the Chiefs' defense will fare against the Colts' offense. I don't know about that, but that feels like the direction you're heading it. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, we really need Brad back here. Um, I, I don't know this this defense. Right, they it's not good. Me, it's not good, but they showed me a little bit against Oakland. I mean, it's um, Oakland. I know it's Oakland. It's Jokeland, and they fumbled a lot. Obviously, you have the Daniel Sorensen pick six, which was just hilarious and terrible on the the Raiders part mm-hmm. but the Raiders didn't make it past our 32 yard line and I know they are terrible but they had a they had some energy about them on, on that Sunday they looked like they were up for it they looked like they were up for it more than any game we've seen so far this season they've had a couple of weeks off Travorius Ward's had a couple of weeks to get used to the system and come in Anthony Hitchens and Reggie Ragland look like they've had their leashes Unleashed, uh, <laughs> they've been unleashed rather, and yeah. um, ready to play downhill and it's, and attack the gaps. I, I'm not so sold that the Colts' offense are going to have their way, like everyone, literally everyone in the national and international media are saying they're going to. Because I look at this, I look at this offensive unit, and okay, it's got a, they've got an awesome offensive line, which is where it all begins. They've got a great quarterback, they've got a good running back, but then you go to the their actual weapons and outside of T.Y. Hilton who's definitely banged up at the minute as well definitely injured and you've got Eric Ebron who's also on the injury list I just I I think the Chiefs can be aggressive enough to stop the run game this this week and stop them from getting first downs and carrying on drives and keeping Mahomes off the field I think the Chiefs defence have got enough about them this week that they can get after Mac and probably more importantly get after Andrew Luck yeah, I like. I I'm sort of half with you. I certainly think they've got enough. I I, I don't see it being the no punt game from what 2004 was that now? Absolutely I think? not. No. Um, I you know a lot of people are touting it to be a game like that, and I, I don't see it that happening. Um, I do think the the Chiefs will be able to generate pass rush. Um. But yeah, the, the the big thing for me is how they can they stop Mac? Because if if the Colts can establish that run game and sort of grind it out a little bit and take, I know like there was quotes from Wright today that said, you know they're not going to look to take the ball out of Mahomes' hands. But 
I don't buy that for a second. Of course they like, can too. I they'll they'll want to try and control the clock. It's what they did against Houston. You know, I think if you, at the end of the first quarter, the time of possession, they'd, they'd had the ball for like 10, 10 and a bit minutes to mm. four and a half minutes for the the Texans, and I think they're going to look to try and do exactly the same against the Chiefs uh, on Saturday. You know, just try and keep the Chiefs' offense off the field for as long as possible, uh, and sort of grind it out. And I think yes, they'll probably have some some success with that because. The Chiefs' run defense isn't, you know, suddenly going to become good overnight. No. Um, but at the same time, I just, I don't think they have the playmakers to quite keep up. Like, you can only sort of, as we've seen with, you know, even the the really good defensive that the Chiefs have played this year. Um, you know, you can only keep the Chiefs quiet for so long before they'll. They'll have their plays and their, you know, the, their their chances. Um, so yeah, I say I think it's just a case of trying to keep the Chiefs' offense off the field and see how they go with that. But yeah, I, I say I don't think they they have quite enough to be able to do that consistently at least. How many times do you think the Chiefs can get after luck? Because the Texans basically had zero success to getting after luck. Um, yeah, Luck is the least sacked quarterback in the league, which is just alien to me because we're so used to him taking a battering yeah, year yeah. after year after year. Um, obviously, it threatened his career at one point because of how many hits mm. he was taking. Mm. But this this pass rush of the Chiefs is the best in the league sack wise. I do think those numbers are boosted by the fact that teams do have to pass against yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. And so the, the fact that the ball is in the quarterback's hands more often than not. I, I think if the Chiefs didn't have such a high scoring offense, Yeah, there weren't the obvious passing the situations. Yeah. yeah. I do think it's boosted by that. But nonetheless, there's talent there. Chris Jones mm. has double digit sacks. Justin Houston um, is just about double digit sacks now. Close or just to. Close to. And obviously D Ford, he's had a quiet December. Double, but, double. but he's definitely in double digits. Adam yeah. Bailey's had a good year as well. How many guys are they going to have to send to get after luck on Sunday? Saturday, rather. Um, you see, that's the th- that the thing I would say even now about Luck is that he's prone to a mistake now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think pretty much every game the last three, four weeks, there's been one throw where you kind of look at him and go, why have you just done that? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and it, like real head scratches as well. Not just like, you know, sometimes you you see Mahomes throw one when you kind of go, eh. it's a little bit. With luck, it's like every every week you sort of see one throw where you're like, I'm, I've literally got no idea what he was trying to achieve there. Yeah. And yeah, I say I think if you can sort of generate pressure, I think from the interior. I think you can cause him to make a couple of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I say, I think the big battle is going to be Quentin Nelson against Chris Jones. Yeah, I have that um, highlighted in my book. I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see whether they leave Nelson one-on-one um, against Jones or not. Um, because uh, I think... <laughs> Chris Jones is for me this year has leaped into the category of elite elite 
interior defensive lineman and he's one of those guys like I don't think that regardless of how good the guy in front of them is you can you know reliably leave one on one against the guard and hope to block him consistently so yeah I I look at that as this the sort of key matchup you know for me D Ford and Justin Houston they all even if they don't get sacks you see them hurry the quarterback a lot um so yeah, I don't necessarily think that sacks is necessarily always the biggest thing. It's about generating pressure. Yeah. Um, say Sutton hasn't really dialed up a ton of blitzes this this year. Um, and I say I don't expect him to suddenly change that on on Saturday. Um, and I say I think he's gonna sort of lean more on stopping. I think Mac than anything and not letting the the uh the Colts be able to grind their way out to to a victory. Well, here's me hoping that Chris Jones kind of has an fu type of game to all the people that have kind of snubbed him over the last mm-hmm. month because he has been phenomenal this year, and this is his chance to show an international and national audience that against an All Pro guard even if he is a rookie he, mm-hmm. everyone's talking about Quinton Nelson we were talking about Quinton Nelson back in pre-draft we've had him as our favorite player at the top of the draft yeah um, we all loved him and he has been phenomenal but if Chris Jones can come out and have himself a day against Quentin Nelson I think the Chiefs defense will have their fill because I, I'm like you I do have that as the key matchup on on Saturday night regardless of Mahomes versus the Colts D Leonard versus Kelsey um, whoever versus Tyreek Hill Jones versus Nelson may or may not be the pivotal matchup in in this game another thing that could be a factor and probably is a factor if you look at the Colts schedule certainly mm-hmm. is they are slightly worse off outdoors than they are in domes um, mm-hmm. this season they've played a lot of dome games a hell of a lot of dome games. Yeah. Um, but outdoors, they are three and four on the road. Uh, outdoors. So their their wins coming against the Titans, the Redskins, and the Raiders, and they've lost at the Jags six nothing only a month ago. Yeah. At New England, at the Jets, and at the Eagles. So it's safe to say that the 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 Colts are a different team outdoors. So. This is my question. How much of a difference and what is the arrowhead factor here? Is it a good thing or with all the Chiefs history in the playoffs, is it a bad thing? Um, I don't think it necessarily makes a difference. I know um, you, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I know. Sorry to be a, a spoiled spot, I guess. kill the home field advantage vibe that everyone has going It's on. not necessarily the home field advantage. It's more the... I don't buy into the narrative that the Colts are suddenly a much worse team on the road. There's nothing like playing outdoors, even, sorry. You know, there's nothing to, to suggest that there's anything about that team that relies on them playing in a dome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though Lux had that shoulder injury, he's still plenty of zip on his throws. You know, they've got a good run game. They've got a good offensive line. You know, they're traditionally not teams that struggle to play outdoors and I think you know three of the four losses you talked about came earlier in the season before they went on this run the only the only loss since 
they, they sort of that one and five start was at the Jags, which was a bit of a weird anomaly to be perfectly honest. Um, I don't think a lot of, especially with how poorly the Jags have played this year. Um, I don't think a lot of people saw that coming because the, the Colts were red hot at the time. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a weird one. And I, I do think it shows that the Colts offense is, you know, not, you know, on the same, you know, same level or close to the same level as, as the chiefs. But I say at the same time, I don't buy into the narrative that the Colts are, you know, any worse, you know, outdoors than, than playing, you know, at Lucas Oil or wherever else they played indoors this year. Okay, well, let's let's move on from that. Let's go back to the defense because I've got my notes in front of me right mm-hmm. now and there's a couple of things I miss, missed out. And most notably is a stat from a few weeks ago when the Colts played the Giants. Yeah. Um, Eli Manning threw for 309 yards without Beckham on this Colts defense. Yeah. Eli Manning, who hasn't been very good this season, to say the to say the least, all of a sudden I'm sitting here thinking Mahomes is going to throw for 506 touchdowns uh, on this Colts defense. And another thing I've seen is that Mike Mitchell, who got who you know the former mm. Steelers safety that we all despised, um, yeah, he's he he is out. He is out. How much of a difference does that make? <laughs> he's uh, not a, a massive difference. He's a he's tone setter. Yeah, he he's not you know he's not a key player on their defense. But yeah, like you say, he is he's one of those guys that makes splash pay splash plays that kind of mm. gets you know fires guys up and gets guys going at times. But mm. say I think in terms of the, the scheme and what the, the Colts will try to you know achieve on defense, I don't think it will make too much of a difference. How much or what would you give up to be at Arrowhead on Saturday? I don't know. It's supposed to be. There's rumors that it might snow and be freezing. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd rather watch it from the comfort of my warm home and not freeze my ass off. To be perfectly honest, if we were talking about the AFC Championship game, though, then, 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 then come back to me. Flights are four hundred and twenty-seven pounds at moment recording for the AFC Championship. If you want to do a Friday to to Monday break, just to let everyone know that's possibly thinking about it head to kiwi.com i know we should charge for these type of ad reads but um if you head to kiwi.com they've got some really good deals at the moment on flights free advertising um, for them yeah I'm, I'm saying that quietly so my better half doesn't hear and feels like i'm plotting something when i'm not honestly you definitely are though uh, <laughs> but yeah let, let, let's move on shall we um finally no not finally one more thing oh one more thing the Go other on. game, yeah. Quickly, Pat's Chargers. Just, just a name. Who's going to win? Pat, at home. Pat. I completely agree with the buy. Two weeks to prepare. Job done. Now we can move on because I know you want to go off and celebrate your last few hours of being twenty by watching Man City versus Burn Albion in the League Cup. Yeah. Score prediction. Are the Chiefs are the Chiefs gonna be one home win away from the Super Bowl Sunday morning? I I believe so, yes. Oh, and you're normally right. Yeah. Um I'm going Chiefs thirty eight, uh Colts thirty one. Oh shootout. 
Yeah, I, I say I, I do think it'll be reasonably high scoring. Um, but yeah, I don't think the, the Colts can keep up. Hopefully. I hope you're right. Brad's gone 31 28 Chiefs. Yeah. Um, which is quite conservative for him because I was yeah. expecting it to be like 50 to 10. Um, which is actually more to where I'm going, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, I think the Chiefs hang 40 on him. Wow. And Bold statement, that. I do. I think everyone is picking the Colts. I think the Colts have become the hipster trendy pick this week. Um, I think people are have got recency bias and have become prisoner of the moment and have almost forgotten how good this Chiefs offense is. And, and how good Andy Reid is off a bye. Yeah, and there's a lot of factors. Obviously, we've got Arrowhead. He's going to be nervous to begin with, but this is Pat Mahomes. This is a new era. This is a new Chiefs team. Um, as Mitchell Schwartz pointed out on Twitter, Twitter the other day, Pat Mahomes was in high school when we give up that 38-10 lead to, to the Colts. Was it, was Pat Mahomes even born when Lynn, Elli- when Len- Lynn Elliott missed those kicks? I'm not too sure. Um, no, he wasn't thinking about it. He wasn't even born then. So this is a new team. I think the defense showed enough against the Raiders that it will get better and they have been better at home a lot better at home than they have been on the road yeah. so I'm going to go with Chiefs 42 Colts 24 wow that's yes. it that's a blowout I, by playoff standards I think it will be um, I just got such a good feeling about this team yeah and, and I generally think that next week's preview show can be the shortest show ever because I think if the Patriots come into Arrowhead, they are going to get destroyed. And I think that's going to happen. I do. I, I, I generally think this team is rolling. And the energy around this team, we've got Sammy Watkins coming back. Eric yeah. Berry may or may not play. He's not practiced again today. But even still, this this team looks ready. The Colts have just mm. played a tough game as well, where they had to run the football and play stout defense. We've had a week off. Yeah, We're fresh. People are forgetting about that as well. We're fresh. They're not. Um, yeah, the Chiefs are going to do it. They're going to win. They're going to win. And okay. we're going to be recording a show on Sunday and we're going to be talking about one win away from the Super Bowl. One home win. And flying over to Kansas City the following weekend. Absolutely. That is definitely happening, by the way. We are. <laughs> I'm 100% on top of that. Um, uh, um, to the Super Bowl, I mean. Not not the AFC Championship. Oh, uh, the Super Bowl, uh, is it? Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. They're, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. So, yes. Anyways, on that note, let's call it a day because you've got things to do, people to see, and um, lots of crying to be had because when you wake up in the morning, young sir, you will be young no longer. Yeah, You'll be thanks. 30 years old. <laughs> thanks. So that's all we've got from this week's edition of the Arrowheads of World Podcast. Again, apologies. Spit it out, for... Tom. Spit it out. <laughs> oh, sorry, I need to put my teeth back in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apologies for Brad not being here and you having to put up with me. But if you're still with us, then thank you very much and we appreciate it. If you want to join in the conversations, be sure to head over to our Facebook page or our Twitter page at KCChiefs underscore UK. And from one game, kill that. I was on a roll then. I was like the Chiefs tagline, let's roll. Oh, damn it. I didn't even write it down. I thought I'd nailed the outro. Anyways, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.